Hey everyone, Terry here. This is an episode about monkey mind, about the chatter that goes on in some of our brains and how to kind of tame the monkey. Uh, if you're someone who suffers from a lot of internal dialogue that is not terribly productive sometimes, that causes you a lot of mental and emotional stress, this is the episode for you. I accidentally realized some of the things that I can do positively and did positively to shut off my monkey brain um, because I am one of those people who, when I get really stressed um, or really overscheduled, can become a monkey mind nutcase. So if you are one of those monkey mind or anxious thought people, uh, stay tuned. I can't wait to have you take a listen. Here we go. Welcome to the Profit Able Podcast, your go-to resource for tips to grow your business and live your best life. I'm your host, Terry Norroy. Each week, I'll be bringing you insider strategies to help you build a profitable coaching business or online course while also cultivating a lifestyle that you love. Get ready to up-level your income and your joy as we dive into today's show. Let's do this. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Profit Able Podcast. This episode... <laughs> oddly enough, came out of an experience I had going to a conference that was not what I expected. So as many of you know who have listened to the podcast, I still work a nine-to-five job. This podcast, my coaching, is not my only um, source of income nor even my primary source of income right now. And my job required me last week to go to a conference, which is not normally a big deal, but um, it wasn't something that I was super looking forward to, to be really honest. I was um, going to a conference where I would be presenting with people I'd never presented with and where a lot of the people at my level were people that I don't interact with on a regular basis. And everyone else who was going was someone above me in the organization. So I was going to have to be, you know, really on my game and not really comfortable with the people that I was presenting with because we'd never had an opportunity to present together before. But um, nevertheless, it was something that my boss asked me to do. And so I made my way last week to this conference and it's at a beautiful historic hotel. I've been there many times. My organization uses it a lot um, for conferences, but um, I'd never been there at Christmas time. Um, it's currently December two 2023 here in the United States, and the hotel was really decked out for Christmas. Lots of decorations everywhere, and they do a really nice thing where they have the nonprofits in their area uh, create Christmas trees that are, that are decorated in a theme related to the nonprofit. And so there were 33 trees around the hotel, all done by different nonprofits. And I guess the trees are auctioned off at the end of the holiday season to benefit the organizations that 
sponsor them and decorate them, which is really cool. So it was really pretty. And, you know, that was an, a nice thing to come into to see all of that. But I go through the first day and we it starts out with a luncheon because we all had to drive in. Um, lunch was chicken. If you want to know what we had for dinner, it was chicken and everything was chicken. <laughs> but we get through the first day's uh, luncheon and sessions and there's a banquet dinner, again, chicken. Um, and finally, late in the evening, I had the opportunity to check into my room. And again, this is a historic hotel. Um, it's very nice, but there are some things that aren't um, as updated as I normally like to find them. Like there's no refrigerator in the rooms. Um, you have to go downstairs or, you know, just get a vending machine drink if you want to keep something cold. And the beds, unless you pay a lot extra, are full instead of queen or king, which is fine. It was just me. But, you know, I was like, okay, you know, I'll just get through this. But interestingly, after I did some email and got ready for bed, I got in bed and I've been having a lot of trouble over the last month and a half or so sleeping. Actually, it's probably been longer than that. And it's not that I have trouble falling asleep. I have zero trouble falling asleep. <laughs> I am a person who is excited to sleep at night. But I've been waking up in the middle of the night multiple times every night and having a really hard time going back to sleep. Or if I manage to sleep most of the way through the night, I wake up very suddenly before my alarm um, with like an anxious feeling. And so I've been really frustrated by this monkey mind chatter in my brain in the middle of the night or these anxious feelings really early in the morning. And I haven't been able to really eliminate them. And that's been not only frustrating, but it's kind of taken a little bit of a toll on my energy and my ability to really focus on all the things that I do. Um, in addition to my job that I was at this conference for, I have this podcast, I teach part-time, um, and I coach. So I kind of have four jobs, and that requires a lot of energy. Plus, I have my two dogs that I have in training. And so I have to spend time with them, not only at home training, but also we go to training every Sunday. And yeah, I'm getting my house ready to sell, and I've got my kids, and I'm in a relationship. And so I'm pretty much worn out a lot of the time. But I get in bed at this hotel fully expecting to have the same experience that night that I've had every night for the last however long now. And I fall asleep and I slept so deeply and so hard that when I woke up to the alarm the next morning, I was, I was completely disoriented. I was so deeply asleep. I couldn't find the dogs in the bed with me. And for a minute or two, I didn't know where I was. And when I finally, you know, got my senses together, I was like, wow, you know, that, that felt great. Sleeping all night felt great. And I got up and went in the bathroom and looked in the mirror and 
hey, the dark circles under my eyes are not quite as dark this morning. Yay. Um, and I was like, well, you know, I did have a really long drive and there was a lot going on. You know, it was great to have a night of good sleep, you know, but we'll see how long this lasts. But interestingly, at the end of day two, the same thing. I go to bed, I sleep all night, really hard, really deep, and don't wake up until the alarm goes off the next morning. And side benefit, <laughs> morning two at the hotel, I have even less dark circles under my eyes. So we're really making progress here. It's great. Um, but the, at the end of the third day, um, the conference was over. And as I was driving home, I was trying to figure out why did I sleep so well at that hotel? And there were several things that I realized that I wanted to share with you guys, because even though I had other topics that I was going to move forward on this podcast, you know, the holidays here in the States, at least, are really, really stressful sometimes. Um, there's an expectation, at least with some people, um, as to how things need to look and how things need to go and what needs to happen and when they need to happen and, you know, what you have to buy people and, and how much you're expected to spend and not that you're required to follow anyone else's expectations. Please don't misunderstand me, but there are expectations and whether you choose to follow them or not, there's some anxiety. Hold on one second. Okay, so anyway, um, so I'm trying to figure out as I'm driving home, what made me be able to sleep? Because as I'm driving home, I also realize that not only did I not wake up in the middle of the night with the monkey mind chatter or wake up really early with the anxious feelings, I was completely calm and peaceful in my mind, getting ready in the morning, all morning, and stayed pretty calm and peaceful for the better part of the day. So what was it that made it better? Was it just the fact that I slept? But why did I sleep? And so I was looking at all of the factors that I think played a part. And this is why I wanted to share this story with you guys today. Because I think that there are some lessons for all of us, especially at this time of year in the United States, when there's so much stress around gifts and family and expectations that are or are not met and all the things that have to be done. And there's a time pressure, right? Because December 25th comes whether you're ready for it or not. So here are the couple of things that I wanted to share. The first, um, <laughs> This is not something that really may be relevant to everybody, but I did realize that the mattress I was sleeping on at the hotel was a lot firmer than the one I have at home. And while I am not someone who normally enjoys a firm mattress, I wondered if maybe that played a part. Okay, so that's here nor there. But there were several things that were different about the time I was at the conference and the week before. Before I went to the conference for several days before, I was intentionally practicing something when I woke up 
that I had heard from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, I've mentioned him before on the podcast. He is a famous neuroscientist, and I had listened to him um, on the YouTube version of a podcast he did with a doctor in the UK. And he was talking about something that I knew, but the way he explained it and the way he suggested to deal with it was a little bit different. And that was that every morning you need to be intentional about what you do and do not want to think about. Now, I knew that, but here's what he suggested. He suggested sitting down and writing a list of things that you are no longer available to have in your brain. Because we don't want to say, I don't want, because want is an attraction thing, right? If you believe in the law of attraction, if you understand it, um, you know, the, the universe doesn't understand not. Okay, so don't want is not something that we want to deal with. But we can say, I am no longer available for. And something like that is more intentional in our brain and it keeps us from attracting the thing that we don't want. So make a list of all the things that you are no longer interested in thinking about. And then make a list of the things that you do want to think about. So for example, I am no longer available for anxious thoughts around my debt. Or I am no longer available for... Um, criticizing my weight. I am no longer available for discussions about my relationship. I am no longer uh, available for uh, fear around my job or whatever. And then make another list that says I am available for and eager to have um, love and peace and joy I am open and ready to receive abundance, you know, however you want to phrase the things that you want in your life. And what I had been doing after I made my list was when I woke up in the middle of the night, it took me a minute or two, but I would remember that podcast and I would stop myself and say, I am no longer available for this. I'm no longer available for waking up in the middle of the night with anxious thoughts I am no longer available for the monkey mind chatter. And I think that stopping the process midway through did help me to stop it from happening again. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> but it's been more than a week now, so we're doing really well at this point. Um so again, make a list of what you are no longer available for in terms of thoughts and feelings and what you want to have and are open to receive thoughts and feelings. And then when the monkey mind gets started, catch yourself and say, I am no longer available for, I am open to receiving blah. Okay. And you need to tell your brain these things. When you write this list, you need to say, you know, your name, I am no longer available for. I am no longer available for. 
I am no longer available for. And when these things occur, I want to recognize it and stop it. Because what Dr. Dispenza said on this YouTube video that I was watching is that eventually your brain will learn what you don't want to think about and you will catch the thought before it is fully formed and rephrase it. So you will start to think, um, oh my God, this bill is really high. I'm, I'm afraid for my money situation. And instead, you will catch the thought and say, this bill is helping me to take care of my car and it's important and the universe is going to make sure that I have plenty of money to pay this bill and not be, able, not be worried about it. And that's kind of how you're retraining your brain, as I understand it. So that was one thing I did. The other thing that I, well, there are a couple of things, but the next thing is that I have made it a practice to get more physical activity during the day. Um, because of all of the things that I do, all of my different jobs, I'm tied to a desk a lot. And so I've made it at an important point to go to the gym um, at least two or three days a week and on the other days to get more physical exercise, whether that's taking the dogs out to exercise in the neighborhood, um, doing Pilates at home, you know, whatever it is that I'm, or yoga, whatever it is I'm going to do, I've made a point of increasing my physical activity. And there, if you're not someone who enjoys exercise, to be honest, I don't either, but you know, I make myself do it. Um, there are other physical things that you can do. You can meditate. Um, meditation is great. It's not something that I have mastered yet. It's something that I am working on, but my monkey mind chatter um, often gets me off track and I get frustrated with that. So I have not become an expert meditator yet. But um, even if you are someone whose mind wanders, you know, Dr. Joe says it's okay that, that, that the process of meditation is learning to redirect your mind so that it does stay quiet. Uh, that if your thoughts wander, that's just normal. But it frustrates me, so meditation is not my primary thing. You can also journal. If you're someone who really enjoys writing, um, the act of physically, with pen and paper, writing out uh, your thoughts, your emotions, your affirmations, or whatever, is kind of a brain dump. It's almost the same thing that I do when I run on the treadmill. It's a purging right? Because when you're focused on getting the words on paper, you're no longer mired in the feeling of them. You're focused on the intention of setting them down on paper. Um, and kind of the same thing happens when I run. You know, I'm focused on putting one foot in front of the other and my breathing, and it kind of forces everything else out. So the, the other thing that I noticed and that I think is really relevant to a lot of us today is that I work remotely, which is great, and I am super appreciative of it. Um, you know, I have an elderly parent um, halfway across the country that I sometimes need to drop and run to go see and help out with. I have my dogs who would not know what to do at this point if they had to be locked up in the house for eight or nine hours a day while I left um, to go to work five days a week. 
So I, I love the fact that I can work remotely, but because I work remotely, I don't have the same social interactions during the workday that I used to. I see people in the evenings. I see people on the weekends. Um, but during the workday, which is a lot of my week, I don't have face-to-face interactions except through Zoom. And as much as I do spend a lot of time in meetings on Zoom, um, it's not quite the same. And what I think also really made an impact for me was having that face-to-face interaction with people and having the opportunity to just kind of chat in between activities rather than only being focused on whatever we're there for the meeting for and nothing else. There was an ease of the meetings that I went to at this conference because everybody was, they didn't have anywhere else to go, right? We were only there for those, for the conference. It wasn't like we had laundry to go do or dinner to start or kids to get home to or pick up from daycare. Everybody was there in that one space, and that space was all we were there for. And so we had the opportunity to relax a little bit and to chat and to ease into conversations that needed to be had about work in a way that was more gentle, I guess, is the best word that I can find. Because when you're on Zoom or on the telephone with someone, you know, let's get to the point, right? Because there's not the same, unless it's a really good friend that you've known for a long time, there's not a chattiness to it. There's not an ease and a flow. It's we're here for a purpose. Let's get the purpose done because we all have other things to do. And so all those things combined, I think, made a really, really big difference for me in terms of my ability to sleep and my ability to have a clear and relaxed mind for the whole time that I was at this conference. And it has continued. Now, I won't say I haven't woken up in the middle of the night because though I did not last night, I did the night before, but I haven't stayed awake with the monkey mind chatter the way I was before I went to the conference. So I think that all of these things are really helping me to take control of that chatter in my brain. I'm someone who has a very active imagination and an active brain. And if you are too, then I send you so much love and empathy because it is difficult to deal with. But I just want you to know that there are ways to control it. So really briefly, let me recap. Um, One of them was the intentionality of setting down what you are and are not available for anymore mentally and telling yourself these things thoughts or these feelings are no longer acceptable. I am not available for these, but I am available for all of this. Then using some kind of practice to kind of purge your brain, whether it's physical activity, whether it's meditation, whether it's journaling or something similar, find a daily practice that helps you to empty your mind, even for, you know, 15 minutes a day, if that's all you have time for. And then finally, Find a way to do some more face-to-face social interaction if you're not getting that already. A lot of us changed our habits during COVID, and we haven't 
gotten back to the same level of face-to-face socialization. So if you are someone like me who works remotely or hybrid or, you know, maybe you're retired or maybe you're a stay-at-home mom, find ways to interact with people on a daily basis face-to-face so that you have that experience of having conversation that flows more naturally from body language, from just the act of walking along together um, so that you can have that sense of being in community because all of us need other people, whether we think we do or not. Okay, so I am going to wrap it here. I hope this has been really helpful for you because it was really, really helpful for me. And also, I'm going to save a ton of money on a dry concealer now. (laughs) So I hope that uh, you all are well, and I wish you good health and happiness, and I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the Profit Able Podcast. I hope you picked up some useful nuggets to implement right away to increase your profits or your ability to live that good life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with any coaches, course creators, or lifestyle design seekers who would find value in this content. When we support each other, we all rise up. I look forward to bringing you more real tactical tips to grow your business and enhance your life on the next episode of the Profit Able Podcast. See you then.